Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. Uh, Matt, um, one of the things I hear is, is a guy, a, a beat guy who covers the Steelers, uh, of course, for DKPittsburghSports.com, um, is that, well, the Steelers are the only team. They, they have all this drama and there's all this, dis- sure. all these distractions and things of that nature. All the teams are now reporting to camp this week. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing all kinds of crazy stories out there. Oh, it's nuts right now. Uh, you know, the Aaron Rodgers situation. The Packers are – you want to talk about distractions? Yeah, been heavy. What's going on in Green Bay yeah. right now? You want Your star wide receiver and your star quarterback are both going, well, we, we may not be here after this year. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm only here because this is going to be my last year. It's, it's, you want to talk, about, you want talk about distractions? That's a distraction. Yeah, and in the end, Rodgers is going to play this year out. I mean, they've come to a conclusion. But that's been the biggest story since the draft is what's Rodgers' situation? Is he going to be a Bronco? Is he leaving? Quickly followed by the Deshaun Watson one. But in the end, what people don't realize is with this new collective bargaining, these teams have a lot more power than they let on or people realize. Guys can get fined $50,000 a day if they don't report to camp. And they can't just blow that can't off wave the books it. anymore. Used they, to be they're able going to, to pay it. What used to happen, guys would hold out, mm-hmm. and they would get the, the fine. Right. And then the agent would negotiate the fine. Uh, we'll, we'll Knock just, that 200 grand out of the We'll just wave that, yeah, at the end of the deal. Well, now you can't. Now you can't. It's illegal to do that. Yeah. You're right. So Deshaun Watson's in Houston, whether he likes it or not, as opposed to paying 50 grand a day. And Xavier and Howard's, you know, right. No one's going to hold out. This is the thing, you know. Again, your your star cornerback Xavier Howard. Uh, we talked to, uh, off the air when when mm-hmm. the show ended when Wolf came in yesterday, because people were saying, well, the Steelers should trade for Xavier Howard. First of all, could they afford it? Yes. It's funny you see a but, list of twelve teams that could get him under the cap. Same with Chandler Jones. You know, it doesn't mean it's he's not. Yet. He doesn't want out of Miami because he's happy with his contract. No, he, he wants it. a new deal. Yeah, he, he's fine with the team and the role and all that. He just wants more money. He wants more money. Here's the thing. It's the same thing with Deshaun Watson. You signed a contract. Mm-hmm. A when year- Howard signed his, it was two years ago, he became the highest paid corner in the league. Correct. Number one. Now he's saying two years later, I'm not being respected enough. I want a new contract. You signed the deal. Nobody twisted your arm and said, hey, Xavier, sign this deal. I don't know if you saw this, but he even he even went so far to say – when I signed my last contract, I felt like I didn't really understand and I had regrets. Shut up. Like, <laughs> they gave you 70 or 85 million dollars and you had regrets. And you have regrets, right. That's insane. If only and, I could regret something that much. Right. And oh, by the way, whose fault is that? Yeah. You and your agents. I think he has a new agent now, by the way. Well, good for you, but... Well, this is where I'm going with it. The agent wants a new contract. The agent didn't get any of that last right. year. <laughs> he just is in, in Howard's ear saying, you signed a bad you deal. Had, you had 10, you could get, you could you had 10 interceptions last year. Now's, when, now's the time to strike. Yeah. And it is. I mean, he's 28, 29 years old. He's at the height of his powers. He takes the ball away. But he's only—he's going to be a declining asset. I mean, right. it's, it's not that he's going to fall off a cliff, but this is probably his peak. You're buying a stock at its highest point. This goes back, if you remember, a few years ago when Steeler fans wanted them to trade for Patrick Peterson. Right. Who was about the same age. It's about a similar situation. Yeah. And Howard was even better then than Peterson was then. Or now than Peterson was then. And yet, the, the years after that for Peterson 
We're not nearly as good. No. There's a reason why he's with the Vikings now because he's a declining player. He's a declining player. Don't trade for the. You don't trade for a declining player. No, I mean, you trade for Minka. You trade for Minka Fitzpatrick, who's 22 years old and is a as an ascending player. Even though it's worked out great since, the Steelers wouldn't have given up a first round pick for Joe Hayden. They'll pick him off the street for nothing. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know. I mean, if they cut these guys, they'll take him for nothing, of course. But. Here's this is another thing, sort of in Howard's favor, but more of a Steelers issue is this is why, and I don't think it's going to happen. But you got to be careful when you have all that salary cap money too, because Howard is a a very very good corner. If you watch any tape, they clearly view him as the one. He right. follows more than most corners do. I mean, when Diggs comes to town, Howard's on Diggs, but Byron Jones is making a lot more money. Because they went out in free agency and, and built their and team with free agents. Yeah. And I think what rubs Howard wrong the most is I'm by far the best corner on this team, and I'm making noticeably less than the other guy. And Which is why you don't do those things. Right. That's why you have to really have a balance at those positions. That's why you don't pay a defensive back more than Troy. You know I mean? Like, yeah. you've used a lot of these examples before. Like, if you give Bud this, you better give TJ more. You know I mean? So – these guys know these things. You can't just, or at least it has to be close. It has to be reasonable. Yeah. So well, how you have to work have every a, day. And you have to have a player. And this gets back to the Rodgers situation. One of Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers' biggest issues with the Packers is like, okay, you're getting rid of these guys. You're not talking to me about it. Like, right. You know, give me an opportunity here to, hey, Aaron, what do you think about this? What if we do that? I don't know that he's asking for veto power on anything. No, but the the Cobb trade's a little weird. Yeah, <laughs> you know I, mean? I think I know for. I mean, he said he was upset last year when they when they released Frank Kumaro. Right. Frank Kumaro or whatever. yeah, something Kumaro. He thought he he thought Kumaro was their second best receiver in mm-hmm. camp, and they let him go because they had guys that they had drafted. Maybe had, I'm. I don't know. He comes off as being a little petulant, but at the same time. You got a star quarterback. They carry right. a little more weight. If you go to him and, and and at least even if you don't do what he says, you just ask him. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I think that's what I was going to say too. Is quarterbacks, especially once they get up in age, they want guys they can rely on. You know, and when they have it and you take it away for really no great reason, it doesn't make them happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like quarterbacks that need to work in with. A bunch of new receivers. You know, Brady, when Edelman was that's out. Why Brady's, and, you know, that's like why that. Brady's not in, in, it's in a New England. People absolutely. look at this with as being, well, look at look at Aaron Rodgers. Tom Brady did the same thing. That's very, very The similar. exact same right, thing. Right, right. He like, just didn't air his grievances sure. nationally. Right. So, and, and I think that's why Cobb is back. I had a good rapport with Cobb. Please bring him back. And we're all friends now, so sure, we'll do it, Aaron. Where the, everyone's going, boy, now, now Aaron wears the pants in the, in the conversation, which isn't really true. But he should have had more say in the in the previous, you know. And, again, I think this a lot goes back to not having an owner. You know, like if, Rod, you know, Rogers is buddies with the Roonies or, you know, the yeah. Maras or whoever, you kind of go to the top and you sit there before the game like, boy, I really like this Kumaro guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think the Packers, because Favre kind of went through the same it stuff. It comes down you know? to it, and, and and you say, well, you know, it, it's between him and this this guy for the fifth receiver spot. Mm-hmm. Why don't we keep Kumaro? I, I trust him. Yeah. You know, as opposed to this, you know, you used a, a fifth-round draft pick on Equinamius St. Brown or whoever it is. Yeah. yeah I'd right, rather right. keep Kumaro around. Let's keep this guy around. He's a roster. Brown. He's somebody I want to throw to. I trust him. He's developing. Let's not ditch it yet. 
and frankly, I mean, I'm I'm pretty old school in my thought process with a lot of this stuff, but I think today's modern athlete has deserved that. You know, you see it in basketball like crazy, and it doesn't need to get to that point where LeBron can pick and choose his teammates, but Rodgers should have a massive say, at least in the passing game. Yeah. Maybe not in who the first-round pick is, or, you know, he's not going to be scouting players, but I want this type of slot receiver, you know. Yeah. And, you know, now they have Amari Rodgers and Cobb, and okay, that makes some sense. Um, but I also heard, you know, like Lindsley, the the center in Green Bay, he was pro football focus, his number one center. He's a pro bowler. He was a great player. Season's end, they, lo- they lose the NFC Championship. And from what I was told, and I don't know this 100% to be true, the Packers never had any more communication with him. He was a free agent, didn't even say, hey, we love you, you're awesome, we'd love to extend yeah. you, but the offer, we we won't compete with other teams. Just never heard from him again. Free agency opens, well, I guess my team that I've been with and doesn't want me. Doesn't even, can't even say goodbye. And here's you know? the thing, you know, places like Green Bay, places like Pittsburgh, Buffalo. Buffalo. You're talking about like the cities, yeah. Um, the cost of living in those areas right. is much different than L.A. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where Lindsley went. Yeah. Uh, it's much different than Miami Beach or Miami where, where Howard's at. Like, sure. If you go to Xavier Howard before you sign Byron Jones and say, hey, Xavier, here's what we're going to do. We're gonna ha- we we want to bring in Byron Jones here. Yeah, you're, you're still our guy. Maybe two years from now we'll, we'll renegotiate your deal here. We know mm-hmm. we just gave you one, but we got it because of the cap. We can't do it right away, but we're going to make this right in a couple of years. We have every intention of extending you. Yeah, and you're our guy. You'll go ahead as Jones. Yeah, but we want to make the team better, and that's the going rate. And somebody would have given Byron Jones that money. I mean, yeah. he was a, a quality. He hasn't lived up to it in his time in Miami, but it's only been one year. Side note, though. That spending spree has yielded them like nothing. nothing. It was like Van Noy. I mean, there's there's a ton yeah. of names, and they got like nothing out of it. So I bet that also factors in. Howard's looking around like you threw signing bonuses around like crazy, and none of them are on the defense with me except for Jones, <laughs> who's not as good as me. <laughs> you know, it, it is kind of a diva like move by Howard, and by no means would I make a Khalil Mack offer no. two firsts and no. then you got to extend the guy. Well, you got to pay the guy. That's the thing that steal like the people who are saying this. Yeah, well, they can they can make it, they can fit him under the cap, but he's going to want a new deal. But he's going to want a new deal. And here's the thing about the cap space. First of all, Kevin Colbert and he reiterated this the other day. They want to go into the season with enough money to sign 10 guys, make 10 roster replacements during the course of the season because mm-hmm. they're going to have 10 injuries. That's yeah. what the average is. That's what it averages out to. Now you, you get said that's usually like four or five million worth of moves. Yeah. Well, now the this, the salary cap, well, the the cost has gone up on those because the true the, true. the base salary has gone up for the players with the new so CBA. Maybe you need five or six. now. You probably need six. Yeah. yeah. You got a seventeen game season. Right. Another. Year. So it was ten players before in a sixteen game season. Do you add a, a, an eleventh to that? With the minimum wage going up. Yeah. Right. Now that goes down each week you're into the season. So an injury in week right, fourteen right, right, right. is not the same as an injury in week one course but you still need five to six million dollars in wiggle room mm-hmm. all right so there's you got 12 million right now and you'll roll over the rest there's half you of have that to use it that's half of that right now if you don't use it to your point you roll it over into next year mm-hmm. so you gave guys like melvin ingram juju smith schuster ben roethlisberger those guys got contracts avoidable years on them mm-hmm they're going to count something against next year's cap. Oh, yeah. If they're the reason not. you gave them the voidable years, if you don't spend that money this year, 
you cover your costs next you year. You cover your costs next yeah, year yeah. with what you roll over. So right. now you've still got that $72 million or whatever it is next year. It's a different way of looking at it, but it's really a no-loss situation. Yeah, you, you've got the player this year at a reduced price. If you need to spend that money, mm-hmm. then you could then you have it available if a Joe Hayden becomes available. And if Ingram becomes a pro bowler, you just keep him at the cost. Too. Right. You, know, you still have that option. Yeah, you just pick up, you know. And you mentioned Hayden, too. Like, I bet Colbert's sitting there going, we got a little more money than usual this time of year. Maybe someone's dumb and releases a Joe Hayden. Yeah, you know what I mean. Maybe somebody gives us a gift and we can get. And, and the that. cap is, is smaller this year, so teams may have to make those kind of decisions. Mm-hmm. And I'm not giving up first round. If I'm the Steelers, next year's first round pick is not negotiable. No, 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 no. I mean, sorry. You may need it on court for a quarterback. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, you got bigger fish to fry than a. You may need it for you know an offensive tackle, or you may want to draft a cornerback next. You know, yeah. there's, there's you all... might sign a quarterback and be like, but we really need a left tackle for him. Yeah, you know, that first round pick is not negotiable. It's untouchable. Next year. Some years it is, but yeah. not not this year. It's no, no chance. Not that I think they're going to pick in the top five or anything. It's yeah. just they need that asset to probably find a quarterback in some way, shape, or form. Use it for trade, whatever. So that's off the board. And, hey, again, that first-round pick wouldn't be even in the mix. But I'm talking about the other teams. I can't give you two firsts for Zayvon Howard. No, I'm no. not sure I can give you one. I mean, if it's Jari Alexander or Jalen Ramsey and they're 24 – Okay, I'll think about it, you know, but at that age, and if you remember, Howard, he's a very good corner, so this hasn't translated, but he didn't test real well, you know, he he was like a 4-5-5 guy, so what happens when he slows down just a little more, you know, like, he's not Jalen Ramsey, yeah, athletically. We're seeing the same thing happen with Chandler Jones. I think both these guys return to their same team. Yeah. Or they get traded for each other. That could happen too. They both could use yeah. each other. You know, that would be fine. Trade them for each other. You know, it's crazy. You know, Chandler Jones missed last year. Yeah. What are you, what are you giving up for What's him? What's your bargaining power and right he's, now? He's not a spring chicken anymore either. He's he's twenty nine ish, I think. Yeah. Too. You know, right? I can't give up a ton for him. No. And Arizona, they're worried about the jobs. They're bringing in all these old guys. Do they want to trade Chandler Jones for a first-round pick that the next staff can use? Yeah. You know, we need you now, dude. <laughs> yeah, <that's crazy. laughs> I bet both these guys return to their team and make it look like, oh, they gave us a lot more money and we're happy and blah, blah, blah. And they play out the year. Or if those teams are bad, you trade them at the trade deadline. You know, that type of thing. Yeah. But we're not seeing any of that kind of, quote-unquote, distraction no, with the right. Steelers No, right. All these teams now. are dealing with stuff. Right. Yeah, or – Cincinnati, Joe Burrows, he the injury returns, yeah. or you know, a lot of these guys, Saquon Barkley, a lot of these guys that are returning from injury. What, what's he look like? Like we did with Ben last year. You know? yeah. yeah. How do they look? That could be kind of distracting. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, I, we're not seeing any of that kind of stuff here. Nobody's requesting trades. Nobody wants out no. of Pittsburgh. It is what it is. Uh, for the most complete selection of Steelers merchandise, from the if you can get that uh, from the authentic. Uh, Sideline gear to the or to memorabilia or uh, extensive collection of uh, jerseys and terrible towels. Visit one of the official Steelers Pro Shops located at Heinz Field, Grove City Premium Outlets, or Tanger Outlets, or visit us online at shop.steelers.com for all of your Steelers merchandise needs directly from the team. Get it right, get it direct from the team. I'm Dale Lolly. He is Matt Williamson. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back right after this. Tune to the drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio.
Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And uh, Matt, uh, one of the things that Mike Tomlin talked about uh, yesterday with the uh, backs on backer drill mm-hmm. um, is that he doesn't expect the tight ends to. That's more for the for the pass rushers than it is for the, Makes the sense. tight ends. Because you don't. Necess- brought that up. You don't want to necessarily ask your tight ends to block your <laughs> to outside Watt and Ingram and right, yeah. all right. I mean, that's a tough task. I mean, they don't. They're not going to go into many games game planning. Well, Pat, Eric, we're going to leave you guys alone. Go ahead and block Miles Garrett. Chase Young, and Miles Garrett. <laughs> we haven't had much success in the past, so it's your job now. <laughs> I mean, that's not going to happen. That's one of the reasons I don't. I always thought that drill. Why not have a tackle there? You know, or well, they do that on the one on one. They do that on yeah. the one on ones, and I know you want the tight ends to have some one on one blocking, but the way the Steelers are designed, that's rough. <laughs> you know what I mean? With three, four outside linebacker types, It'd be different if it was in Seattle and you do it against KJ Wright. Yeah, or, you know what I mean. Or Let's put it like this that. way: if the for the Steelers, their thinking is if the other team tries to block them with a tight end. Right, their right. guy the better get home. Going to kill that. Their be- their guy had better get home. Yes, I should know who the outside linebacker coach is. Off, or is it? It's Butler. Yeah, it's, it's Butler. Okay, yeah. so he sits there with his his room and watches tape. I guarantee he's not patting them on the head like "way to go, killing those tight ends." Like that's expected. <laughs> like I, I bet they laugh at the dude that loses. Yeah. You know, I mean that should be the expectations. If it's Roche or some young guy and like. You didn't beat him, you know. Like yeah. we beat those guys here every that's time. That's what we do. <laughs> that's what yeah. we do for the last. If they try to years, block us with a tight end, you get home yeah. every time, or you're not going to be here. I mean, they, that's a good way of looking at it. Like everyone looks at these as offensive drills. Well, the defense wants to get something out of it too. Yeah, I should know this too, and I haven't been. Unfortunately, I don't go to practice as much as I like. Do they use slot blitzes in these? That would be useful. They did with when, with Mike Hilton. I was, I thought they Hilton did. used to Hilton would do that. I'm surprised, kind of surprised that they haven't done that. They didn't. Well, Antoine Brooks is coming back off an injury. But okay, because they're auditioning people for that yeah, job. I'd put like Arthur Millette in there and let him get some pass rushes. Right. Yeah, they did it with Hilton a lot. The problem with that is that's such a surprise blitz. You know he's coming. You know he's coming. Yeah. You know, and and I was asking Wolf about this before. I'm like, did you 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 offensive lineman? I would bet at times you'd love blocking the Hiltons of the world. If you knew he was coming. Right. Yeah. You just squash him like a bug on a windshield, you know? <laughs> and you'd see that happen to Hilton. He did it so much. He blitzed so much. Once teams, in a while, people were like, teams, when, If coming. teams knew it was coming, they, they, they recognized it. He was in trouble. He was in trouble. The element of surprise. He's 185 pounds. Right. <laughs> These guys have 150 pounds on him at times, you know? And I'm sure at times... They're just not, you know, I also use this analogy with Wolf. I'm like, I bet when sometimes if you get in space with these dudes, you're like Miyagi chasing, you know, yeah. flies with, uh, you know, the chopsticks, chopsticks yeah. because they're just too little and you can hardly get your hands on them, especially if they have the element of surprise and they get the first step on you. But if it's backs on backers, I'm not smart enough of a coach to realize how can I do this that I can show some pass rush from these corners, you know, that we're auditioning. Well, one thing that they do – is it a lot of times they would have two guys line up. You'd have an outside linebacker. A lot of times it was an inside backer and an outside backer. Mm-hmm. And then the coach would stand behind Points the running back. one or two. And, or and point yeah, at one, yeah, yeah. Or the, you know, one or the other, and that guy would come. So they would both fake it, and you had to re- react yeah. and, and figure out which one was coming. You could even do that from both sides. You yeah. have two slot corners, you don't know which one's coming. At right. least you have to get your shoulders around or yeah. whatever. But I would imagine that's coming. But the, 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 but the tight end's losing. The tight end's losing lose. Mike Tomlin talked about that. He said, okay, you know, in the coming days here, and it might be today, what they do with the tight end linebackers, 
They'll do the backs on backers. Then they'll do the the linebackers covering the tight ends and pass, which they drill, should lose. Which they should the tight <laughs> that favors the right, tight ends. Right, right. There's nobody else on the field. Mm-hmm. It's you and that tight end. It's essentially playing flag football. Yeah, you know, two way goes and yeah. all this grass. He can. Go, right. He's got everywhere in the. He's got a hundred yards to work with in you know. Yeah. The, the entire width of the field. And you no don't know where he's rush, going. You have yeah. all day to do it. And that right. one favors the tight ends. I'm sure the tight end room goes. We don't lose these matchups. Yeah. You know. Right. You better get free. Yeah. And then the final one that they do will be tight ends sealing the edge against those guys in a run drill. Mm-hmm. And are they doing it with a tackle or not? They, oftentimes we'll have a tackle line up there, and they just are. And you're just blocking them out. Or you don't have a – I guess they don't have a tackle there. They may have another tight end line up mm-hmm. there. But that guy's got to either seal him to the outside or seal him to the inside yeah, yeah, in yeah. the back the back runs. And you better, you you know, you got to win but that But the one. edge defender doesn't know, is he trying to push me right. outside for the inside run or the opposite? Right. otherwise it's too easy. You just yeah. line up. You know, you get the advantage right away. And sometimes you'll see that too with half-line drills where – the tackle and tight end will double team Watt on, yeah. and in the, one of them has to get to the next level. You know, kind of like a guard center situation. So, no, uh, those drills are valuable. And uh, you know, so that's the one I think Tomlin wants to see his tight ends do well in. Mm-hmm. Because again, you're not going to ask your tight end. You're not going to ask Pat Fryermuth to block T.J. Watt one on one. No, that's no. a that's a loss every time. It's a loss every time. But if they can help the run game on the perimeter and not lose, and just don't lose. Just don't lose. Just don't lose. Yeah. I mean, you, he, can, you can't get tossed aside and he tackles the running back in the back. Right. It might be ugly as could be, but just stay in, engaged as long as you possibly can against great edge yeah. defenders because you're going to lose that battle more often than not, too. Put at least a shoulder into Chase Young in that situation. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> and that situation is so glaring. But popular to, you know, contrary to popular belief, tight ends don't line up on the line of scrimmage kick slide like Anthony Munoz <laughs> with, with their hands in perfect placement is, you know, these great edge guys, come, Bosa's come flying off the edge at you. That, yeah. that's, that's losing football. They do some other interesting drills as well that I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing. I know one Tomlin has, has added in recent years um, is the one where he'll give the – he'll put some cones up mm-hmm. and you use the sideline. And the running back has that – it's about a 10 to 15-yard area – and he's coming up with the ball, and there's an inside linebacker there. And your inside linebackers have to get that guy, tackle him, or get him in, you know, get him mm-hmm. on the ground or run him out of bounds without getting juked. play with leverage. Get to play with the, the right leverage yeah. and not get, you know, juked out of your mm-hmm. out of your shorts or get beaten to the edge, those kind of things. Just <laughs> going go on a little tangent here, but in my flag football coaching career, I came up with this drill. I quickly realized coaching young flag football players that – no one can tackle. Yeah. Tackling's so hard. So I d- devised these tackling drills where I put four cones, and I would put our best running back with the ball, and he just had to stay alive as long as possible. And it taught the kids how to, like, play with leverage and use, angles, you know, yeah. use the angles. And I can push this dude out of bounds if I don't let him get my outside shoulder. And obviously this is way different. I mean, this yeah. is Bush and Najee Harrison, you know, <laughs> Johnny and Freddie from Upper St. Clair second grade. But, you know, it's the same concept of – this is the speed of the game at this level. You're going to be one-on-one. What angles you need to take without losing your leverage. Don't go – don't overstep it and allow the cutback. Or do you have corner help on this play who's got the edge? Yeah. Or, you know, your support players are coming from here. Or do you got a safety coming into the mix? you got to know those things too. So that's a good drill. Yeah. They're, they're all drills designed to kind of emulate or simulate 
what you're going to see in a game. Mm -hmm. um, just that, you know, you can rep plays and do all this stuff, and this is how it's supposed to be. But just, it, football still comes down to one-on-one -on -one matchups. Oh, a lot of the time. Yeah. Right? It's one of the great things about it. So I'm sitting here thinking about that drill. Like, I would think Benny Snell never looks good in that drill. But yeah. I would hope Anthony McFarland looks good this year yeah. in that drill. You know, like beat some guys to the edge and right, you know, right, and, you know, turn on the burst and you know a quick little juke and then you yeah, know, you're right. around. You get a guy leaning and you know you get past him. So that'd be something to look for. You know, yeah. a guy like him maybe shining there. But uh, you know, getting back to the tight ends, I, that, that's one thing that Mike Tallman. You know, we're gonna. You know, he said he specifically said I, I don't expect the tight ends to win the uh, the backs on backers. Yeah. That's more for the edge rushers. Like again, getting this. You know, we're gonna put you on a tight end here. You better win. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure some coaches would go to the media and be like, well, yeah, he should win. He's a football player. That's his assignment. That's what we're here to do. Come on. You know, like, yeah. you got to be a little more realistic. I give Tomlin credit for being honest. Like, they're at a huge disadvantage. I mean, <laughs> I, I, no tight end in the league's blocking T.J. Watt. Right. I mean, with, that's what we're looking to yeah. create on We defense. want our edge rushers to beat those guys. If yeah. you, you try to line up with a tight end to block Alex Highsmith, yeah, he better be, win that. He better win that. Roche better win that. You know what I mean? Like all because that means the win. other guys are all getting five. They're getting linemen. Mm -hmm. You get five guys. You know, if you're rushing four, that means two guys are getting doubled, or they fanned their protection. Or they, the left or they moved and their possession. Outschemed yeah. them in some way. You're getting the backside right? with the tight end. You better yeah. win that that line. Or he comes free on a stunt, or you know whatever. But by the the other token, the Steelers also recognize. At times, it's gonna our tight ends are going to get stuck one-on-one, yeah. -on -one too. <laughs> yeah. you know, like this is, it, unfortunately, the defense is going to win once in a while, you know, scheme-wise. Overload too. and do yeah. that kind of stuff. Uh, but I think Tomlin really wants to see his tight ends, in particular, win those edge in the run game. We've they have to. about this a lot. They have to. I mean, I know. At least hold your own. draft. People, how could you not take Creed Humphrey with that second pick? How could you ignore Lyman two, year, two rounds in a row? Man, if I, I keep going back to this last year, when they they were in eleven personnel so often, with Ebron as the tight end and three receivers and a running back that wasn't that good, and you're trying to block eleven men, Ben's not blocking anybody, <laughs> Deontay's not blocking anybody, Ebron, Claypool, and Juju are about the same <laughs> when yeah. it's all said and done. Yeah. And so, even if you're five linemen, pancake five dudes, there's three rushers probably. It's, you know, it's just you know, a math it goes game back to the you know storming the castle theory. You know, mm -hmm. or, or especially or the coming across the beach at Normandy. Mm -hmm. You throw so many numbers at it that somebody's going to get through. Yeah, right, That's right, the right, whole right. idea of, of of war. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, we'll sacrifice some dudes, but right. Um, you know, so. It's kind of like that. It's like playing when you play chess. You know, so you'll sacrifice some pawns to get your queen free, and mm -hmm. you know, go get the king. Yeah, and I don't expect Fryer moves to be Mark Bruner, but if he's more consistent with getting a 220 pound safety linebacker type that are so common in the league now blocked or sealed, that could go a long way. Or he's just cracking down on the on the defensive end to seal that edge. Mm -hmm. you know, anything that that right, right. Block somebody. Yeah, block somebody. <laughs> yeah, I think that'll be very helpful, especially in the run game. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see. Uh, we heard Ebron uh, earlier this week talk about how the, the tight end room has given itself the name of, of uh, ass kickers. The ass kickers. It's great. We'll doesn't, see. It doesn't really fit him. But that uh, didn't <laughs> happen yesterday. We'll see. I, I, I believe in these next two days we'll see. Typically when they do the – in years past when they've done the, the backs on backers one day, they do the, the – tight end in the passing game against the inside linebackers oh, okay. the next. 
we might see that change this year because they're they're putting such an emphasis on those tight ends blocking. Mm. Okay, they know they can catch the ball. Yeah, you know you can catch a ball. That's also though you're you're working on your your you want your inside backers to be able to cover. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I don't know if that tight end room is going to be a bunch of ass kickers, but I like that they're at least taking that as a goal as opposed to run after catch guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or you know spectacular catch room or you know something finesse-ish. Obviously that's coming from the top, and I mean the the goal pretty is pretty obvious what the offense is trying to accomplish this off season. I yeah. mean the owner said it. The draft reiterated it, and now we're seeing it in practice. And that's a, that's one of the things that Ebron said uh, when he was asked about that. He said, Did you see where our first round draft pick was? <laughs> right, right. We're right. gonna run the football. Yeah, we better be. We better be better. Not a lot of secrets here. Yeah, we right. better be. Uh, do and Friar moves a factor with that too. Yeah, and then oh, by the way, the next two picks were linemen. Yeah, yeah. This is they're not, they're telling you exactly what they want and what they think. Yeah, teams uh, often do that. Often do. Uh, it's hard to hide it with the offensive line. Um, I get the feeling the Steelers feel better about it than anyone else. Than anyone else, I do too. Because of the moves that they made or didn't make, I hesitate to say this on these airwaves, but I bet they thought some of those older guys were a year past expiration more than they would ever ever tell us. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but you can't make that move. You can't. You can't make that move. You can't bench. You know, Villanueva. Pounce. I mean, yeah. they have too much value. As human beings, as leaders, experience, but I bet when they review the tape, you say, "We got to get new guys." Yeah, you know what I mean. Just not, I, not I, can't do what the they expiration used to do. dates yeah. up, and that happens to everybody. I mean, no one, <laughs> no one, very few get to decide when they leave the team or when they leave the game. That's just the way it goes. Yeah, I will bet they weren't all that upset when Bill and the Wave assigned with the Ravens. It's about to be my next words, actually. Yeah. Right, and. The fact that they not they pushed the Castro out, but maybe we'd rather have that cap money than I him think with in, a bad ankle at this in, point. I, you know, they were they would have been perfectly happy to have the Castro back if he's healthy. Oh, if, if he's, he's right. back, right, yeah. right. At the same time, you know, when we talked to Kevin Colbert the other day, they don't sign Melvin Ingram. Oh no! If they no, don't, right, if, if right, the right. Castro is still on the team and has a little bit more excess cap space yeah. as we speak. I mean, in the, the way it played out, I'd rather have Turner and Ingram. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, yeah. again, we don't know what the Castro might have been. Right. You know, if he's healthy, it's one thing. Well, yeah, I mean, if yeah. he's back and he looks like the, the guy from a couple of years ago, he may never play football again. There's that possibility. That's a possibility There's you know? that possibility. So we'll see. I, I think, you know, again, they want to establish that mentality. We'll start to see that take shape here mm-hmm. uh, over the next few days as they continue to practice in pads. My biggest worry, not worry, but personnel complaint or concern with the line is I'm not sure I see a star there you know yeah next year's first round pick might be a pro bowl type guy right but they may not even need a lineman next year I mean yeah we'll see because I mean, they're gonna find out a lot this year about their lineman there's no doubt about that you realize uh, they got one hole or two holes or none or five yeah. you know right um yeah that's gonna do it for this segment uh so for uh we're, we're, Matt uh, and I will be back Uh, To do the fantasy football focus, we'll do that right after this. You're listening to The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio.
Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. It's time for the Fantasy Football Focus, and as we continue to do here for the last uh, couple of weeks, uh, we're going to do a FantasyPros.com Draft Wizard Draft. We've got the 10th pick today. Okay. I like that neighborhood. The uh, teams ahead of us are the Money Pits, number one. Okay. Uh, the two is the Keep Calm and Carry On. Carry On's an easy one to yeah. mix in there. Uh, three is Jake from State Farm. That's another easy one to get yeah. in there. Yeah. Uh, Four is Acres gonna fake. Poor Acres. Yeah. Uh, five is Ayuka the Storm. We've had that one before. Yeah, yeah. Six is Chenault number five. That's an yeah, easy one. It's a good one. Uh, seven is the Murray up offense. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Eight is uh, have Amari Christmas. Yeah, and I that's like a new that one, one. Quite a bit. Uh, nine is Lamb and Shepherds. Well, I think we had that one yesterday, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, 11 is the again the Fresh Prince of Hilaire. We've yeah, had that one before. It's a good one though. And then. Uh, Twelve is oh my Gronkowski. I don't I think get we've the had that one too, and I don't get the Gronk. Like Gronk's a tough one, unless you're, Gronk's a tough one. Yeah, Gronkowski doesn't rhyme with much. Yeah, doesn't work for much. But anyways, so we're at ten. Our top uh, choices here, though, the, the picks ahead of us were McCaffrey, Cook, Henry, Barkley, Taylor, Tyreek Hill, Kamara, Chubb, Elliott. Okay, Chubb, I think's a little early for him. Yeah, that's he went at eight. Elliott and Kamara went later than usual. Yeah. We're um, sitting here right now. Aaron Jones is the top recommended pick for us. Yep. The Aaron Rodgers news. Uh, yeah, this is where he belongs. That's Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, that makes a lot more sense. Sure. If you were able to draft him in your best ball league in the mid-second round a week ago, you're pretty happy. You're happy, yeah. Um, we could do the Kelsey experiment. We could yeah. do that. We were talking off the air, though. I mean, my problem with Kelsey is not that I don't think he's going to be awesome, or, and I thought he was a league MVP last year for fantasy, and he's a massive mismatch advantage. But for that to pick the payoff, he has to be the tight end one. Has to be. I mean, it has to be. Like head and shoulders above the other tight ends. Right. And, and then it's worth it. And then you probably win the league. I just don't know. I'll take the field against Kelsey to be tight end one. Yeah. And so There's bound to be a regression. Yeah. And he's not young. Yeah. I mean, he's awesome. If he was George Kittle coming off of that year, yeah, I'd feel a little different about it. I mean, what's remarkable about Kelsey that we don't talk about is he's been like tight end one, two, or three for five years in a row. I mean, he probably will be again. But yeah, if he's I mean, if he's tight end three this year, then you lost. Then you lost on taking him lost. in the first right. round. Yeah. So I know there's a couple good receivers. I mean, there's definitely backs that are appealing to me. Eckler versus Aaron Jones is a conversation for me too. Jones is a touchdown scorer. Though. Yeah. I mean, that, that's... I do think Dylan's going to be a factor there. Um, but Jays gave Jones a lot of money. He catches yeah. a ton of passes. The beauty of it is Jamal Williams is gone. Because yeah. everyone in the world loves Jamal Williams in protection and crucial downs. Jones is going to catch every ball out of the backfield. Yeah, I, I, I think that's going to be the case. Yeah. I think he, you have to take Aaron Jones here. Here's a question for you. Would you rather have Aaron Jones or Kamara? They're kind of the same, except Green Bay's offense is way better. Yeah. You know? I trust their. I trust what they got offensively a lot more. A lot more right yeah. now. So he might be really belong in that neighborhood. Yeah, that's good, Jones. Yeah, Aaron Jones is the pick. All right, let's see who we get around here. Okay, so the picks right after us were Devontae Adams, makes sense. Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes at two one, Joe Mixon at two two. Oh, but that guy did my favorite move. He took the Kelsey Mahomes matchup. Yeah. Guy in our league has has done that the last two years, and they're the worst team ever to play against. I don't know if I had ever the stones to make my first two picks, Kelsey Mahomes. <laughs> but, boy, it's terrible to play against that team. Yeah, you're, you're, <laughs> there are going to be some weeks where they just tear you up. 
Every week. Every, yeah, any, <laughs> Every any week that Kelsey scores. I mean, really all they need is their running backs and receivers not to stink that yeah. week. You know? Here's the here, – this is where it gets interesting, interesting for us. I think Ste- I, Stephon Diggs is my number one receiver. I know he's, he's your number too. one receiver as well. Over he's, Adams. He's still available. Yeah. You in, know me. I mean, two, three. I like to differ my. I like to differ things because I can. We do this every day, and I. I can get monotonous with running back, running back. Then we'll deal with it. I would take Eckler, and I would consider Eckler a ten. I think he's tremendous. I would. I would consider Najee, um, but let's take Diggs. He's our number one receiver. Rarely do we do this receiver, running back receiver move. We got two guys that are valued to us ahead of their draft slot. Yeah. All right, Stephon Diggs. That's, I mean, that's a nice start. We got Jones and Diggs. I mean, he's in a great offense. He led the league in targets. He's not a fluke. He's not old, you know. Okay, we're back up again here. Let's see if that hurt us with the running backs. The guys available, Chris Carson, David Montgomery, Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders. It hurt uh, us with the running backs. It hurt us. Daryl Henderson. I was going to ask about Henderson. Who are the other ones? Jacobs, Montgomery. Uh, Carson, Sanders. Gaskin, I think you take Henderson. I like Henderson better than all those guys. Yeah, I, uh, this is where he belongs. It's, it, I mean, we're if we trade for Melvin 10. Gordon, we lose. But I'm I'm going off what the team looks like right now. Yeah, you know the, we're drafting the pick. that way. I like that. He's the pick. And we're back up again here. Okay, so we got. That's the thing. If you're going to go, if you go wide receiver, wide receiver, or wide receiver running back, that third pick almost has to be a running back. That's a big reason I don't like doing it because yeah. I don't like making myself have to go a direction. And pick from a shallow pool. So now our top suggested player, uh, Julio Jones. Not bad. Amari Cooper. That's Mark Andrews. Name. Kyler Murray. Hmm. Give me a couple of other names. Uh, C.D. Lamb. Hmm. Chris Godwin. Uh, I would take Lamb over Cooper. Absolutely. Lamb versus Julio is interesting to me. I think Julio plays 10 or 12 games. I, I trust C.D. Lamb to, to be right. more explosive. I think I'd take Lamb. The tight ends are Hawkinson, Andrews, Pitts. It's appealing because we're not going to get another one. Now it's now or never. Well, we're uh, yeah, yeah. I kind of like that. I mean, I like that explosiveness that Lamb's going to bring. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, the quarterback position, again, if you're not going to – you got Murray, Prescott, Wilson, Herbert. There's a chance um, – Murray to me stands out on those guys, but I think I'd take Lamb. Yeah, I think you take Lamb here as well. Mm-hmm. Now we've got a nice. Oh, you got the two-two. Yeah, you, know, you got the, the the solid foundation. Um, now we're back up here at five ten. Probably a good thing that we did take Lamb there because now the top receiving option is Brandon Ayuk, and mm. I, I don't trust that San Francisco passing game. I don't trust Odell Beckham like is the next guy. Okay. I, I, Let's see what's a tight end. Dallas, Pretty hard for me to convince you to take Dallas that, Goddard, a tight end. Uh, it's okay. Quarterback, you're looking at Dak. Dak Prescott and Aaron Rodgers stand out to me there. I, I like Dak more than than Rodgers. I don't. I wonder how much Dak runs this year after that injury and a huge contract. And, and he just but... had the, in, the information. He's got a little strain in his uh, shoulder. Oh, really? He's going to miss uh, probably a couple weeks of practice here. They're oh, gonna, really? They're going to take it easy with him. Okay. I mean, I knew he wouldn't but play. But like the Steelers, they're – Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. not concerned about it. If it was week one, he probably plays with the shoulders. I could take Dak Prescott. I do too. Yeah. That and, offense might. And now you've got the CD Lamb, the Dak hook. Prescott. The hook's nice. Yeah. That could be the best offense in the league. Yeah. All right. So now we're back up again here. Uh, the top suggested pick for us is T. Higgins. That's fine. 
Uh, Miles Gaskin, Mike Davis, Damian Harris are the top are the top four. Mike Davis isn't horrible as our flex. Travis Etienne also available. ATN's we had that discussion earlier in the yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the wide Who's receiver? the tight ends? Tight ends are Goddard, Fant, Higby, Tanyan. Tanyan all of a sudden now gets a bump. You like him more than I do. Uh, he catches touchdowns. One one year he did. I like I all trust those guys Aaron, Aaron, Hey, what did Aaron Rodgers say yesterday? He wants the guys that he likes. Fant, Who does he Rodgers. like? He definitely is. He definitely likes Robert Tanyan. Big bad They're Bobby best Tanya. buds. I get it. I just don't think he's in this neighborhood. Like, I'd much rather have gone. Oh, I'm not taking him here, but I'm just saying he's still available. I get it. Like, do do you spend now, do you spend a sixth round pick on Dallas Goddard, or do you wait two or three rounds and and take Robert Thomas? One of those other guys. Yeah. Logan Thomas, who they just gave money by. Right. Or Tyler Higbee, or one of these guys that in that neighborhood. Yeah. I don't know that there's. I'm big on Goddard, but I wish Hurts was definitely gone. I don't trust Hurts. I don't trust Hurts either. I think they run the ball a lot and are bad. Um, Okay, so the, we're the receivers thinking like, are Higgins, Claypool, DJ Chark, Robbie Anderson. I think I'd go Davis or ATN. I think it's your last chance to get a back that you can start. Yeah, and I could be. We had this conversation before. I think they're very similar in terms of value. Davis is safer. Davis is the solid double off mm-hmm. the wall that that you know he'll he's, get more touches. Yeah, and I'm perfectly fine with that. All right, Miles Dave or Mike Davis is the pick. Okay, now yeah. we have three backs. We very little start, competition. Which, now we're good at we're. I'm not going to say we're complete. We're done in, with the running backs. We'll no, probably but take another value. We'll point. grab them. We still need a third receiver. We still need a tight end. Damian mm-hmm. Harris still available, by the way. Interesting. Uh, Raheem Mostert, Melvin Gordon, Chase Edmonds are the running backs. Uh, wide receiver. I think this, we've never take Chase Edmonds, but I think this site has him too low because yeah. he always is in this neighborhood. Everybody's afraid of James Conner. For two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the receivers are Jerry Judy, Brandon Cooks, Debo Samuel, Robbie Anderson. Brandon Cooks. Judy and we Cooks. We end up with Judy a lot. Judy and Cooks stand out. Yeah, they're starters. Uh, the tight ends are still uh, it's Noah Fant, Higby, Gesicki, Logan Thomas. So Tanya okay. went. Tanya went good because he stinks. <laughs> he beat you last year. <laughs> I, I still like Logan Thomas there a I lot. I do too, but I think and we can get him in the bend. And Higby. I like them both. We have two picks close here, right? Yeah. This is our yeah. first of two. I would grab one of those two receivers. I'd grab Judy or Cooks. And we end up with both those guys a lot. That's a starter for us. The, the question and is, we'll which quarterback situation do you trust more? Definitely Neither one of them are Denver, great. Yeah, but the Cooks will have a, a larger target. He'll percentage. have the large. He's the the guy. You're right. Yeah. Take um, Cooks here. Yes. All right. Cooks is the pick. I was going to run this by you too. If you were to take Judy, would that prohibit you from taking Fant with your next pick? Probably. I don't, I don't want, want two guys. Two out of Broncos passing game. games. Here, here we go. Judy's still available. Well, that's a fourth receiver for us now. Yeah. I mean, I that's fine, but I think I'd grab one of the tight ends. So you got Fant, Higby, Logan Thomas, Mike Gesicki. I would go Fant, Thomas, and then the other ones are a distance. So you like you like you like Fant more than I do. I know. I've noticed that too. I don't trust that. But I don't, I don't trust like that Thomas. quarterback. I, I know. And there's too many mouths to feed in that offense. I hear you. I just think he's a ascending player. I he, I like him a lot more now than I did when he came out of Iowa. I thought he was a real straight line guy, but they get him on crossers and hit him on the run, and I think he's an ascending player. But I like the fact that Washington just gave Logan Thomas a three year deal because I thought he's he the might, number two receiver in that offense. I thought he might fade away with yeah. Samuel and all these other guys. In he's the mix. Got, you know they love him. He he's an ascend. I mean he's only been in the league for what five years, four years, five years. Uh, he came out the Odell. 
Beckham year, the 2004. Yeah. He's only about tight end. But he, yeah, he's, he's right. a, he was a quarterback. He was a quarterback. Yeah. Right. Now, I'm fine with Thomas. Let's take him. He's a good athlete. He's, Let's take him. We know. could double down on that. Yeah, we could. We've done that a lot with the tight end camp battle. All right, we're down here to round nine, and we're back up again, and Noah Fant is still available. You want to take him here? Then we have Fant and Thomas. Higby, yeah. Higby's but, still there. Uh, a number two tight end, I don't put a lot of value in. If there's an intriguing running back, I would definitely do that over a, a tight end that I think is equal to our starter. Gus Edwards, A.J. Dillon. We could handcuff there. Dillon. Yeah. Devin Singletary, Latavius Murray. Let's handcuff Dillon I would there. take Dillon. I think Dillon is Kareem Huntish startable week one. They Yeah. I mean, if you look back at what they've done with Jamal Williams mm-hmm. in the past, they they love they find enough carries. Right. It's, it's Green Bay. They've the second round. Yeah. You know, they're their coordinator came from Tennessee with Henry. Uh, the wide receiver position. Oh, this is Antonio Brown here. I, I have AB on a lot of my teams. I would take Dylan, or did we already? Do we that? took Dylan. Okay. Yeah. Oh, then I'd go AB with this pick. Although there might be some other receivers that are equally. He's intriguing. the he's the top guy that to do it. Yeah, that's the pick. We could probably be done at both those. We're spots probably done maybe. at yeah. We're done at both spots. We got four receivers, four running backs. Mm-hmm. How many more picks? Uh, we were in round 11. Eh, maybe we'll get another one of those. Um, we don't have to take a backup tight end or quarterback. We can, though, because Matthew Stafford's still available. I think I would 11. zag him. Yeah, let's let's take him. That's, I mean, Dak's injury worries me 1%, but yeah. it's still out there. And Stafford is your two quarterbacks. I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah. You're, you know, I mean, what if, I don't know. I mean, somebody's, somebody's number one quarterback gets hurt, you might be able to get Stafford and trade him to somebody. Round 12, we're back up again here. Um, you got Darnell Mooney, Nelson Aguilar, Mike Gesicki, Terry, Tariq Cohen are the top suggestions. Yeah, um, we're running out of time here. Um, tight end position. We we took a second tight end, didn't we? Mm-mm. No, we haven't. Higby still there. That's fine. Uh, Irv Smith Jr., Johnu Smith, Mike Gesicki. Ooh. I would probably go Higby, but I'm a Johnu and Irv guy. Yeah, we took Stafford. Let's double down yeah, there, that's too. Fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's our answer to Kelsey Mahomes. <laughs> hey, it could work out really well. It could. Higby has a kind of seat, you know, he's got, he's got a little something. He's going to see a lot of playing time. Uh, we're in round 13 here, so now we can take just the best available player here. That uh, Give me a handful of names. Ga- Russell Gage, Jamison Crowder, Christian Kirk, James White are the top suggestions. Uh, the receiver position, you also have Sterling Shepard there. I don't like any of those Not guys. Not only those guys. James White, Marlon Mack, Kenneth Gamewell, Sony Michelle, top suggestions at running back. Giovanni Bernard still there. I'd take Gio over all those yeah, guys. Yeah, we'll take Gio. That's fine. And now we got to take our defense and our kicker. We're back up here, and the defense is the top defense available is Colts, 49ers, Bills, Patriots. I know you want to take the Patriots. I do. That's the pick. I worry a little bit about sack production for them, but. And finally, our kicker. Bring it on home with a kicker. The caboose. We're not going to spend a lot of time on this. We'll just take whoever they their top suggestion is okay. here. And it is, again, Rodrigo Blankenship. We've had him a lot. So, we came out of this. We got a C, 75 out of 100. I like the team, though. It's Dak solid. Prescott, Aaron Jones, Daryl Henderson, Stephon Diggs, C.D. Lamb, Brandon Cooks, the tight end Logan Thomas, the Patriots defense, Rodrigo Blankenship. We got Mike Davis, A.J. Dillon, Antonio Brown, Matthew Stafford, Tyler Higby, and Giovanni Bernard on the bench. 
I like it. I don't love it. I, not I, a lot. Of, there's not a lot of upside there. As the I say, it's not a. We didn't like. We usually take some guys that are. Yeah. This guy I'm not could sure break where out. the great strength of the team is, but I know we got to wrap it up. But I thought it's solid. I'd probably give us a C plus too. Yeah. That's what we deserved. Yeah, tough. Interesting, but uh, maybe not the way we'd usually go. But that's going to do it for this show. So for my partner, Matt Williamson, for Kellen Gursky here on site, keeping us on the air, I'm Dale Lally. We appreciate you listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio.